Season 2 of MuniCast is brought to you by Sastel's innovation and collaboration team. Sastel can help you sort through the noise to create solutions that add value quickly. Whether it's reducing your environmental footprint, driving investment, community development, or just saving money, contact your Sastel account manager to find out more. Live from the Zoom office, this is MuniCast, the municipal podcast that tackles municipal leadership and how you can work with SUMA to accomplish your goals. On today's episode, we're very excited to be sitting down with former SUMA president, Roger Hayward. We're going to be talking about what he learned from his time as president of SUMA. I'm also very excited to announce that I have a special co-host today, Stephanie Barassa, the education coordinator for SUMA. It's great to have you, Roger. Thanks for sitting down with us. Anytime, Sean. Really appreciate the opportunity. So my first question for you, and this is something that we ask a lot of our guests, what is one of the biggest changes that you see happening in the municipal field over the next 10 years? I think there's going to be a lot of changes happening in 10 years, because in the municipal world, 10 years is is a long, long time. I think there's going to be a lot of changes in in just capacity for our, for our members and their municipalities. And I do think that over the next 10 years, there's going to be some really serious questions and serious work done on working together with the rural municipalities and smaller urban municipalities as well. So there's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, Some are going to be difficult decisions to make, but they're going to be decisions that, that we have to make them and move forward to make sure that that we're our capacity is there for the future. Thank you, Roger. It sounds like there's a lot of collaboration waiting to happen in Saskatchewan. What do you see as one of the strengths of Saskatchewan urban municipalities? You know, the, I always view the the people as our strength in, in our urban municipalities. That's, that's who elect us. That's who we're there for. We're working for them on their behalf and, and at their will. And our people are, are absolutely great in all of our communities. And so that is our absolute strength in our province and our urban municipalities is, is our residents and our people. Well, I think you make a great point, Roger, that it, it, the strength really comes from the people. And I think that's the benefit of local government is that it is at the local level and you're the most hands-on with uh, citizens in your community. So I guess that leads into our next question of what aspect of working in local government is most important to you? I got into municipal governance uh, because I wanted to give back to my community. I always thought it, it's a great way to, to give something back and work for your community, no matter how big or small. And I think all of us in as mayors and councillors, we just want to make our communities the best they, they possibly can be. And that's what we strive to do every day at every meeting and everything we do is to make our community better. So that's why I got involved is, is just to give back and make our community as, as great as I know it can be. That's a great reason to get involved, Roger. What are some of the key issues that you see people in Saskatchewan facing? Oh, there are a lot of key issues. Right now, we're, we've been in COVID for, for two years. So I think that's going to be first and, and foremost for everybody is to try and work through that and get our businesses back on their feet. Uh, we had some businesses really struggle, so I think as as municipal leaders, we need to make sure that uh, we do whatever we can to get those businesses back going again at full strength. 
Um, we've got uh, capacity issues in, in many communities, so those are definitely going to be some issues. There's just a lot of key things facing us, us right now, and COVID is, I hate to say it because uh, we've been saying it for two years, but we have to get through it, and we, we will get through it, and we will be stronger, but it's going to be, it's a tough road for everyone to get through and, and refocus on how we come out of it at the end. Well, Roger, I think you're right to highlight COVID as this monumental challenge that municipal leaders across the province have been facing. It, it certainly has added new elements to local government that people couldn't have seen coming 10 or even five years ago. Uh, I know sitting on the board and uh, going to as many conventions as you have, Roger, you've likely seen some innovative solutions come out of local government across the province. I was just wondering, uh, what are some of the ways that you've seen urban municipalities address the pandemic that you thought have been moderately successful in uh, addressing the concerns of these communities? That's a hard one to pinpoint because I think everyone has done a lot of a lot of little things that make it easier for their residents and their their businesses. I think it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Uh, but you know we've had some businesses that have been stronger through this as well that have stepped up and and really focused and and they'll be fine. But we have to make sure we bring all businesses and all people through this together from. Uh, reducing uh, water bills or eliminating water bills for a certain time to try and you know help some of the restaurants and and hairdressers that that had to close completely. There's even been forgiveness of some uh, property tax, and so there's there's been a lot of different ways and to to really pinpoint one down. I I don't know if I can. But I think every community has done a lot of good work in, in helping their, their residents get through it. It's tough for municipal government because we still have to operate. We still have to pay our bills. We still have to uh, do those things that need to, to be done. Just those little things helped a lot of people. So and I want to give kudos to all the communities that, that really were on the leading edge of it because our municipal governments, we're we deal with our our residents directly you know the federal and provincial governments are a little bit removed from the everyday lives of our residents and and we deal with it head on and so i think uh, that in its own made it difficult for urban government to get through the pandemic but uh, i think there's a lot of things that a lot of communities did that that really helped their residents and and i think it was was appreciated um in most cases, and and I I want to commend all of, all of our communities for doing anything they could do to get us through it. Thanks, Roger. You really highlighted a lot of ways that uh, municipalities worked locally to support their communities through all of the pandemic and the things that we've gone through over the past couple of years. And then you did touch into a little bit of our next question here. Um, what is your perspective on the best way to collaborate with other levels of government to ensure a sustainable and prosperous future for Saskatchewan urban municipalities? Well, that's one of the easiest questions you asked me, and, and it's, it's communication. Uh, first and foremost, you have to talk to your RMs, your surrounding urban governments. It's just open that line of communication and, and have those uh, one hour meetings or phone calls with the Reeves or mayors around you and see what they're doing, see what they need, see what you can do together uh, on many different aspects. And, and I think 
If you open those lines of communication, it will make it easier. I have to do more of it myself. I haven't done as much as should have been done, but uh, I think that's key. And I, I learned that earlier on uh, when I was elected president. I, I reopened that communication line to to our sister organization, SARM, and it, and it paid off. You know, we we were able to collaborate more and and work together on a lot of a lot of good projects and a lot of good things. So, communication is key, and that I think that's first and foremost in a lot of areas, but definitely to uh, to work with everyone around you to ensure that we're here for a long time is, is going to be communication. Across the province, Sestel is engaged with many different municipal organizations who seek to innovate. Contact us to learn more about some of these initiatives and how we can help your municipality today. And now, back to the show. Well, I'm glad you brought up uh, SARM and kind of, you know, board governance, because that kind of lends us into the second half of this interview. Uh, Roger, you know, you've been on the board for as long as I've been around uh, SUMA, and it's really been a pleasure to see the contributions you've been able to make to the organization. So how have you enjoyed your board experience and uh, what are some of the meaningful takeaways that you'll have? You're asking me to reflect on, uh, I don't know, 11 or 12 years on the board. So uh, the whole board experience has been really eye-opening, I'll say, because I think a lot of us, when you're mayors or councillors of, of your town or village or wherever you're at, you, you focus on your town, your community, which you should, but you, you may lose sight of, of provincial issues and things that affect everyone in the province. And by being on the board, we got to work with, with the government more, so it really opened my eyes to how how what we do affects the entire province and the entire country and and that was really eye-opening for me and i think that's that just gave me a new perspective and a, and a new energy for the last number of years to to think a little differently it's that it's it's bigger than just my community it's it's all of us in our entire province that's what I really took away in the last few years. And, and that's what has been really meaningful to me as well, is to figure out how to make our, our province work better together. And I think we've done a good job of that. Our board members come and go in the last uh, few years that I've been on, but uh, I think deep down, everybody is there to do the best for our province and to make our organization and our members stronger together, which I think was... Uh, one of our slogans for one of our conventions even. So, uh, and it's true. And and that's that's been really important to me. That is a really important part of that, Roger, especially the coming together and the being able to work and collaborate and see what you can do going forwards. What is something that you learned during your time as president that you think other councillors and municipal leaders can also benefit from? That's a really hard one uh, because each of us are, are different and we're, we have different reasons for running for the board or running for mayors or councillors, but I think probably the, the biggest thing that, that I've learned, and I touched on it before, is that our communities are so very important, but it's it's not just about our community either. It's about our province because we need a we need a strong country, we need a strong province in order to have a strong community. And so you, you have to open up your perspective and, and your mindset a little bit that it's, it's bigger than just what you're dealing with uh, at your council meeting. 
I think that they can benefit from coming on a board like this. And, and I think even our regular residents can, can learn a lot by running for a, their community's uh, council. They can learn a lot that it's not just about them and their property that they own. It's about their community. And every time you make a di- another step, you, you learn and you broaden your horizons. I think everyone can learn from now, Roger, if I like to dream big, which I often do, I hope that, you know, someday the next SUMA president is uh, listening to this interview and uh, they're reflecting on what they can do when they want to put their name forward. So based on your experience, uh, what advice about board service would you give to your successor? What do you think they need to know uh, to step up into this role? It's not what you what you know, it's it's how you deal with your board. We've got a very diverse board. We represent the smallest village to the largest city. And in order to do that, you have to be able to to number one, listen to all of your board members and their concerns and what issues they're having in in their communities and in their sectors and regions. And uh, and it's hard. It's it's not an easy job. I won't say it's been it's been easy. We've we've talked to cities that have some very specific concerns, and because they're larger, they they maybe are viewed that they have a, a bigger voice in the province or on our board. But I don't think they do. I think all of us around our board table have have equal voice and equal concerns. And so I think my my advice would be. Spend some time listening and talking to your board members and really reflecting on, on how you're going to take that forward when, when you're talking to the government on issues and you have to represent everyone. And that is very, very important. That's great advice, Roger. And I'm sure it was strange, new, uh, stepping from your role on the board into the role as the president. Can you give us a little bit of an outline about what some of the key roles and responsibilities are in your new role as the SUMA board president? Oh, other than lots of meetings, as president, you represent the entire board. You don't represent a specific region or, or a sector. You represent everyone. So when you're talking to the government, you are talking to them on behalf of 82% of the population in the province. And that, that can be tricky. And, but I, I think that's one of the, the things you, you have to be comfortable with and learn very, very quickly is it, you're representing everyone. You are the uh, figurehead, if you will, for the organization. And the board gives you directives. And sometimes you, you may agree with them, you may not, but uh, majority rules. And when you, uh, you represent the board, you're, ta- you're talking to the government or anybody at any meeting. You know, do we deal with the school board association to seniors mechanism? So many organizations we're partners with and, and you have to um, speak on behalf of the, the entire board, not just yourself, but the entire board and the entire province. I think uh, highlighting that you're speaking on behalf of the entire board really lays a a foundation of kind of the weight that the SUMA president brings to uh, this kind of provincial collaboration that we see uh, across the province with many different organizations. And I I think there's a lot of kind of really meaningful impacts that you can make there. So, Roger, I'm just curious, uh, what did you enjoy about your time as the SUMA board president? And is there anything that stands out as kind of one of your favorite contributions you were able to make? 
we had lost a little bit of direction when I ran for president and I wanted to to kind of get that back and and get our name back into the government uh, caucus that we were we're somebody they can talk to and and we need them to be able to talk to us and have that two-way communication um, and and with our sister organizations as well there was some communication breakdown there that I wanted to to repair and and go forward with. And then also uh, as president of, of SUMA, I, I had a spot on the FCM board, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities. And, and like I said before, it just gives you a, another layer of perspective when you go to those FCM meetings and you're talking, you're representing your province nationally as well. And you're, you're hearing ideas and viewpoints from across Canada. And, and that was really, really enjoyable. And that's maybe one regret is that I, I won't be able to to continue that and learn more from that as well. But I've enjoyed everything as in the the short year. It's gone by very quickly, um, but you know, with a, a, a large number of meetings that that I had to attend, it was very enjoyable. From talking to the government, getting to know our minister, uh, even on a personal level, and and just kind of seeing more how the government. How the government works and what they need from us for information to to do their job better as well and i think we've done a good job in in getting us back i think the government is valuing our our opinions and our viewpoints and they do take it to heart when they're making some decisions maybe not as much as i i want yet but i think it's it's definitely getting there You've spoken a lot about um, the scope and how much it expanded when you stepped into your role as the president, uh, with whether it's the FCM or the different groups that you're speaking with, like the seniors mechanism or the school boards. And I think that that provides a ton of learning opportunities, as you mentioned. Can you let us know what the three most important lessons you learned were during your experience as the SUMA board president? I touched on it before, listening. I think that was a very important lesson. I needed to listen more, and I, I think I have. I think I've I've come around on that, that I maybe listen first, talk second. And that's important. You have to you have to hear people out. And and we've been we've been through some tough meetings and uh, board meetings and meetings with the governments where you know we've had some board members with some strong opinions and and I I hope that everybody has seen that I that I've listened to them and and heard them and understand their concerns, and and base my reaction on that rather than the other way around because I think sometimes we react first and and then deal with the consequences and and I don't think we can do that. We have to be able to listen and understand the issues and the problems, and then come up with solutions after that. I don't know if that's three in there, but I think those are some very important things that that I have learned in my time and and not maybe not to be so quick to to react or jump to conclusions. I have been known to do that in the past and and being present that you have to maybe take a step back and and just spend more time reflecting on the issues before you you react to it and make sure you you come up with a solution with the board, not just myself, um, that addresses those those issues or concerns, and and you're able to speak to them, and and I think that's very important. Well, Roger, I'm glad you brought up listening. It's uh it's been a through line through season two of all the guests that we've interviewed that many of them have highlighted listening as a key component to leadership, whether it was 
uh, Minister Dominic Morris or the president of FCM uh, and now you. So uh, I'm very excited to see that uh, many leaders have kind of come with this understanding that it's the role to listen to the concerns first and then kind of move forward uh, on, on what they've heard and, and make sound judgments. So I, I want to end our interview today uh, talking about kind of things you wish you would have known when you started. Is there something that you wish you would have known when you joined the board that uh, you didn't know, but you know now? When I joined the board, I, I was actually a fairly new counselor. So I was just looking to, to learn new things anyway. Um, I think maybe one, and I should have known that uh, when I ran for president is, is the time commitment. I knew it took a lot of time, uh, but I think until you're in that role, you don't realize how much time of your day you spend thinking about your presidency and who I need to talk to. I'm a big list maker. So making lists of who I need to phone or who I need to ask a question to talk to, you know, our, our CEO or talk to any of any of you, our staff on different issues and, and get updated on the files and just the amount of, of time commitment it takes. And I, and I think even just as a board member, it, it maybe would be good to have that written down somewhere. So if somebody is considering a run and they ask, you know, what, what time commitment you, that we can actually have something a little more concrete than we have had, but everybody's different too. Everybody has, has different time restraints or, or more or less time to put into it as well. And uh, so I think that's maybe something that, that would have been nice to know before I, I joined, but uh it, you learn as you go and you jump in with both feet and you do what needs to be done. So uh, I think you don't want to know too much because you don't want to scare people off either, uh, you know, and because everybody's different when they get on the board. So uh, I, I think one thing I, I do maybe want to end with as well is um, I want to make sure we, we have a, a very inclusive board and, and a welcoming board that, that, welcomes new people on it because new people bring new ideas and new strategies and that is so very important to a board like ours well thank you so much roger for sharing your wisdom uh it has truly been a pleasure to work with you over the last couple of years and uh we wish you all the best moving forward in your future uh i want to give another huge thank you to my co-host stephanie today uh, we really appreciate it this brings us to the end of today's episode of Municast. It has truly been a pleasure to uh, to talk with both of you today. Thank you very much, Sean. I've I've enjoyed it immensely, and I I just I love working with with all of our staff at the Sumo office. It, I will truly miss that as as much as anything. So thank you very much for your time. I think it's important to reflect of what's yet to come. Today's episode was co-hosted by Stephanie Barassa, the new educational coordinator at SUMA. I think it's important to let her take a moment and introduce herself. Thanks, Sean. And thank you for everything that you've done with the first two seasons of Municast. I've had a chance to listen to the first one and everything that's coming on there are things that have been really helpful to me as I step into this position and learn more about municipal governments and urban municipalities in Saskatchewan in general. So thank you, Sean, for everything that you've done for season one and season two of Municast. Even as I step into my role as the education and events coordinator, I've found the conversations really enlightening and helping me learn more about governance and urban municipalities in Saskatchewan. I'm looking forward to the rest of the conversations that Sean will be having in season two and to joining you as your host for season three.
April is going to bring us into the second half of season two, but we still have some great conversations coming up ahead, including a conversation with former Saskatchewan Premier Lauren Calvert, Indigenous scholar Negan Sinclair from the University of Winnipeg, and up next, we have a conversation with SaskTel Round Broadband. Here's a sneak preview, and we hope you enjoy. Everyone is going to want bandwidth. Everyone needs more bandwidth. Everyone needs faster speeds. So as part of that, we're investing quite heavily in upgrading our network, our copper network, to deliver speeds that are uh, a, gig a gigabit per second or faster. And so through our rural fiber initiative, we're investing $100 million to bring fiber to 45 rural communities by the end of 2023. 